Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about vaccines. Is it pro-life to take vaccines? Are aborted fetal cells really used in vaccines? Stay with us. Send me, Lord. I felt your passion. Touched your heart. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you guys sharing this podcast. We hope that these episodes have been a blessing. We hope that this episode will be a blessing to you guys as well. And uh, we encourage you guys, as I just uh, just said, to share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with people that you love, people that you hate. Well, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't hate anybody, actually. (laughs) You should love everyone. (laughs) People that you don't like so much, share it with them. I think it'll be a blessing. And this one might actually um, help stir up some controversy in your life yeah, and make people not like you so much or maybe like you better. I don't know. It's a deep question. They're they're important things. I think it's very important. important things to share. I think it's important. I think it's a little bit difficult to sort through, though. And it is. hopefully we're going to it sort is. through this together, guys. Yeah. Um, what are we going to be talking about? We're talking about the bioethics of vaccines. <laughs> the bioethics of vaccines. Is it ethical yeah. to use vaccines that have been derived through the use of aborted fetal cells? Yeah. And that's why, that point there, is why we're doing this episode. That's right. Yeah. Um, we're not experts. I'm not a medical expert. I'm not an expert on vaccines. I am not an Mm anti-vaxxer. I'm not a pro-vaxxer either. Um, I'm kind of somewhere in between, Mm -hmm. just so that you guys know where I'm coming from. Where where do you stand on that whole thing? Um, I I don't think I'm knowledgeable enough. In general, I'm probably where you are. I think vaccines have clearly done a great service to to humanity, I do think there's too many vaccines now, and I and I do question uh, the safety of some vaccines for sure, including I I have some concerns about this new vaccine, the new COVID vaccine. Yeah. So, um, in in general, I think I'm probably kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And so, okay, that being the case, why in the world would we, as a gospel-centered pro-life mm-hmm. podcast, right. even care about the issue of vaccines? Why? Yeah. Why? Why would we cover yeah, this? Yeah, and there are some very important ethical and pro-life issues surrounding vaccines. There is no doubt, and many people don't know this, but uh, most vaccines have been developed through the use of aborted fetal cell lines that were from mostly two aborted babies in the 60s, and I think there was one kidney cells from one aborted in the, eight, I think, 85. Yeah. And there is, uh, there is a lot of use of aborted fetal cells in research and in um, the pharmaceutical in- industry currently. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, that's why there was that big scandal with Planned Parenthood. So that is clearly— As far as the Planned Parenthood selling baby parts correct, and all Correct, correct. Yeah. So that is, the, it is clearly a pro-life issue and uh, of deep concern to, to many people that, that uh, we, we are pro-life and we don't want to do anything that might be tainted with the use of aborted fetal 
cells for for yeah. any purpose. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're killing babies to make vaccines, then that's an issue, right? And so, it's going to abortion will never end if you start there. All of a sudden, abortion becomes a money maker, not only to the doctors doing the abortion and in the industries, but also for science and yeah, research. Yeah. So it it's a big issue. It's an yeah. important issue. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to cover real quick mm-hmm. some of the things that we're not going to talk about. Right. Okay. We're not going to talk about how vaccines could potentially cause autism or not. Right. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about how effective vaccines are. However, I will say that to deny that vaccines have had a positive effect, in my mind, shoot me, but in my mind, you're denying reality. Yeah. Like vaccines have had a positive impact. Yeah. Um, at least in everything that I've read, unless you're a total conspiracy theorist or something, which I'm not, um, vaccines have had at least a, a uh, some kind of positive impact. And again, we're not going to get into that, though. No. So we're not going to. This is or not, the safety of vaccines. Yeah. We're not. We're not going to get gonna in, into that, that either. You, you're going to have to research all yeah. of that on yourself. We do put some of it in an article. Sure. That that yeah. we these uh, kind of ex- other points. Yeah. Uh, in an article that will be linked to this podcast. Yeah. But that's not. We're dealing yeah. with the the ethics of. Mostly the COVID, the yeah. new COVID vaccines. Are they ethical for a pro-life person yeah. to take? And and even other vaccines, are they ethical yeah. from a pro-life yeah. standpoint? And so just, again, so you guys understand, the fact that we're not talking about those other things doesn't mean those other things don't matter right? or that we don't have an opinion about those other things. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't have much knowledge about the whole mm-hmm. autism thing and all of that, right. but I'm not discounting that. I'm not discounting that as a concern or any of the other concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. So don't take because we're not touching on those things that we don't care about those or they don't matter. They do matter. It's just not what we're touching right. on here. So let's jump right. into what we actually are touching on. Yeah. Okay. So if if vaccines are indeed created or produced using aborted fetal cells, we clearly would have a moral obligation to not use those vaccines. So if they are being developed with the ongoing harvesting of aborted fetal cells, there's no doubt. There is no doubt that we should not be using those vaccines or whatever products are made from from an ongoing process of using aborted fetal cells to develop them. Yeah. But where the question gets gray, and this is what actually is happening, is – there are fetal cell lines, not the actual fetal cells, but fetal cells from aborted babies decades ago yeah. that then have been cultured, and those cell lines have been used in developing vaccines and sometimes in testing vaccines. Okay. And that's where pro-life and all Christians, all all those who believe and love the Lord, wrestle with: Is it ethical for me? Yeah, to yeah. to use those vaccines. So you're saying that, um, just so people who are listening and who are tuning in understand what we're mm-hmm. talking about, mm-hmm. there were babies that were aborted back in, and I've got it written down here, nineteen um, ninety or nineteen sixty six and nineteen sixty two were or two of the fetal cell lines. So there okay. were babies that were aborted then, right? That were not aborted. 
just for the sake of using their cells, but they were aborted and then their cells were used after the fact. So Correct. the intention was, at least from all the information that's been gathered that we can tell, mm-hmm. the intention was not to kill them in order to use them to make vaccines, but those cells were available. So they used those cells um, because they were the most, I don't know, usable cells for this particular purpose. Yeah. Um, and those cells themselves, the original cells are no longer alive, right? Right. But they've been cultured. So cells have formed from cells, from cells, from cells, ultimately. And those cell lines are what is currently being used in some of the production of some of the vaccines. Right. Right. Yeah. And the cells, just so we're clear again, we're, even if there were cell lines, um, and, and there are actually, um, those cells are not actually what's in the vaccine, but correct. the vaccines are actually grown on or cultured on the cells. Is right. that correct to right. say that? that that's, uh, when they're being used to help produce the vaccines or they're using those cell lines to actually test whether the vaccine is effective okay. or not. So anyway about it, it's not like there's aborted fetal cells that are being injected into us. Yeah, that is yeah. not happening. And I and I think there is that misconception. Yeah. And absolutely. you'll you'll see that on Facebook. Well, I, a lot. I've heard that with one of the, the pro abortion people who um right. uh was out kind of ragging me about being out and having a group of people out there because of COVID and I was just messing around and I said, well, I'm okay. I, I don't have to worry about COVID because I got the Trump vaccine so I, so I'm good to go. And she was like you got a vaccine that uses aborted fetal cells. You you have aborted fetal cells in your body or aborted fetuses in your body or whatever. Right, so even this right. pro-abortion person yeah. knew about this yeah. and, and tried to use it against me. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's a lot of information. Even she thought that aborted fetuses, now she wouldn't care, right? Yeah. Um, but they even she thought- eat them. They're telling us on nuts. our podcast. Yeah. yeah. So. You heard some of our reviews. If yeah. you, you've read some of our reviews on our podcast, they're talking about yummy fetuses. So yeah, I mean, they, they could care less, but she was trying to use that against me. And the point is that even pro-abortion people have this misconception that aborted fetuses are being injected in people's bodies for the sake of vaccinating them from, from diseases. And additionally, they are aware that this should be of some concern to pro-lifers. Yeah. And so if they're aware and they think that these people that are advocating for life of the unborn are using aborted fetal cells for their benefit, it makes them look like us, look like hypocrites. Yeah. And so it's important for us to be able to discern, are we? Are we being hypocritical if we have vaccines? What are the ethics around it? And that that's we're we're hoping to to discuss that yeah. in 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 this um in this podcast. So I read through a whole bunch of articles to try and uh, understand this as as best that I could and and one of the really good articles the author was Kyle McKenna and the title is Aborted Fetal Tissue in Vaccines and Medical Research obscures the value of all human life. So we've got this link and we'll link this with the podcast so that you can go through and, and, and read it itself yourself. But the, the author of the article says that here's his question. Can we in good conscience support any intervention that is developed through any relationship to the brutal crime of abortion? If, if aborted babies are used in any part of the vaccine process directly or from long ago, is it ethical for us to use that vaccine? That's the basic question that this article raises. Okay. And here's his concern. And I'm, I'm just going to quote. 
This presents a contradiction in the attitude of the researcher who says that he does not approve of the injustice, abortion, perpetrated by others, but at the same time accepts for his own work the biological material, so the aborted fetal cells, which the others have obtained by means of that injustice. Yeah. So it's it's setting up a contradiction in his mind. He knows abortion's evil, but he's using it for good. And yeah. how does how does he reconcile that? Yeah, so it's almost like the writer of this article is saying you're a hypocrite. Yeah. If you as a researcher say that abortion is wrong, right. and yet you're accepting the material, i.e. aborted fetal tissue that would be used in that research, right. um, you're a hypocrite. And yeah. that's again, that's the main concern, and that's why yeah. we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Are pro-lifers hypocrites that exactly. allow their children to have vaccines or that are going to take the COVID vaccine or, yeah. or being hypocritical? And so yeah. also I want to just – Make you guys aware that, again, we're not medical experts. We're not bioethical experts. We're just thinking these things through from a practical perspective, Mm -hmm. from a biblical perspective. And I don't know at the end of this podcast if you're going to have – I mean, you'll have solid information. But if you're going to be able to say at the end of this podcast – I'm definitely not doing vaccines. I'm yeah. definitely not doing COVID vaccines, or I definitely am. I def- We're just giving you some stuff to think about, some stuff to pray about. So and just you'll so you guys understand know that. The, you'll know this exists, that this issue even exists. When I went to my doctor, when I, fr- I first found out about aborted fetal cell lines in vaccines, not that long ago, a few years ago, and I asked my doctor who wanted to give me some vaccine, whether that vaccine was made with aborted fetal cell lines. And she didn't even know that that was a thing. She yeah. didn't know anything about it. And she had to go look that up. So I think we need to be educated about this yeah, this issue. Absolutely. So that, that's our concern. So the author of that article that I, that I just cited said that um, the, the, the big concern is that any scientific advance from the use of fetal tissue from elective abortions desensitizes the people who benefit from it, the scientists and the doctors, to the original evil act that produced those cells. And ultimately, could that desensitization lead to validating elective abortions for a greater good? That slippery slope yeah. of it was okay to use those cell lines. Look at all the good that came of it. Well, let's keep aborting babies and using the, their cells are perfect yeah. for for this um, thing, that, for developing vaccines or whatever, medical advances. So uh, they conclude all people of good conscience have the responsibility to voice opposition to the use of fetal tissue from elective abortions in order to promote the development of alternatives, affirm the value of human life, and limit scandal. Yeah. Yeah. So they're saying unless you um, oppose the use of fetal cell lines, aborted fetal cell lines being used in vaccines, will there ever, will there be any reason for scientists and researchers to try to find an alternative that is ethically fine? Okay, yeah. without yeah, using without question fetal, at all. Yeah. fetal cells. And these authors conclude maybe not. Yeah. 
So, um, so that's the first point of view. Okay. That there, there clearly are vaccines. That we are going to go into more depth about what vaccines actually use aborted fetal cell lines and which ones don't. There are some that don't. Okay. Very few actually that don't. But then there's another point of view, and and uh, an organization that I think presented that as well as any I've read is Creation Ministries. Okay. I believe it's creation.com yeah. is, is their website. They argue the opposite point of view. So in, in that article, and we're, we're going to list that article also, the author yeah. states that it's, it's important to understand that, first of all, there are misconceptions, which we already talked about. Yeah. About the, it's not aborted baby parts are not being you know, injected into your body. So you, you don't have to worry about that. Um, and no more babies today are being used, are being aborted and used to make current cell lines for use in, in the vaccine. They say, though, as you said, unequivocally, vaccines have been proven to help humanity in so many terrible diseases from the past, polio yeah. being, being one of the main ones mentioned. So they make the point that the greater good of using vaccines, even those developed from the aborted fetal cell lines, makes it okay for a Christian to use those vaccines because it, the, the good benefit is so far removed from the original evil act. Yeah. So that's, they're not discounting that abortion is an evil act. They are right? not. They're not no. discounting the fact that aborted fetal cell lines are used to produce vaccines right. and to test vaccines. And they're just saying, though, that the good outweighs the bad. Right. And that's kind of the question, you know, if the good outweighs the bad, and if, if that's the case, then still there's bad, right? Yeah. There's, there's still bad in this, in this scenario. Can we as Christians compromise? I mean, that's really the question. Can we compromise because the good outweighs the bad right. in order to reap the good benefit. They give an example of okay. an original evil leading to a greater good to help us understand their point. And they use the example of a drunk driver who he drinks, gets drunk, gets behind the wheel of a car, and then is killed in the accident. Okay. And he happens to be an organ donor. So his organs are harvested and used maybe to save many other lives. The original evil act, driving while drunk, that's evil. And, yeah. and it ended in his death, maybe even took the lives of other people yeah. as, as he crashed his car. But there was a good that came of that evil, harvesting his organs, and there were many people that benefited. Should we not have used his organs for that greater good? just because the act that allowed those organs to be available was evil. I'm, I'm, my opinion, I think we're, we're okay to use those organs. He was an organ donor. Right. Um, so he, he gave his consent. He, he gave his consent. Yeah. Of course, the question is, or it's not even a question, the reality is that baby that was killed, even, it, even though it was 1966 or 1962, it was a long time ago, still right. that baby did not give consent. Right. Um, quite possibly that mother didn't yeah. give consent, and yeah. even if she did, that wouldn't matter because we're talking about a separate life. Yeah. Um, so the scenario is a, a bit different. 
Yeah, and it is. Not, Plus, not you go the to the the original consent of um, did the baby ever give consent to being aborted? Yeah, no, of course not. And, and probably would not have if the baby could have spoken. Yeah. So um, they talk about in that. Although I'll just say the the point is understood nonetheless. There's evil acts that are committed. I mean, you could kind of even tweak the story a bit in like what you mentioned, let's say um, this drunk driver did kill somebody yeah. and there was somebody in the other car yeah. that was an organ donor yeah. and those organs were donated. Um, and that family, let's say yeah. the surviving family members wanted to donate those organs and they were right. used for whatever good. Maybe they they were used to uh, cultivate cells that would ultimately be used to make vaccines. I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't have a problem with that, really. Right. Yeah. Um, there wouldn't be much of a moral dilemma there. Right. Um, the issue comes, though, if, if we're intentionally getting people drunk and getting them to wreck and kill other people so that we can harvest their organs for other things. <laughs> the issue is, and I think the main dilemma for us should be, is are babies intentionally being aborted so that we can use them as a society in vaccinations and, and other things? And from what I understand, that's not happening. These that's fetal not why cell they're lines, being developed. They, yeah. That's not why they're being aborted. They certainly are, though. We know that this is happening because of what David DeLayden showed us with yeah. the Planned Parenthood. We do know that aborted baby parts are being sold for profit. They're not supposed to be, but they are. Yeah. Um, in order to for scientific research, pharmaceutical uses. Yeah. So. But you know the fact that. The aborted fetal cell lines that are being used even now are from the 60s. At least tells me that there's not this ongoing, they're intentionally killing children in the womb in order to use them to make vaccines. Right. They're using these fetal cell lines. And it, matter of fact, just talk real quick because you had a conversation with Dr. Matt, who's a, exactly. a local physician yeah. here. Talk real quick about why they would even continue to use these because the question in my mind could be, why not use fetal cells from a baby that was a result of miscarriage and a mother right. did give consent? Right. She wanted right. that that tragedy of losing her child yeah. um, to be redemptive. And so she offers her, her baby's body, as people do, to science and to be able to you know uh, conduct research and, and ultimately um, yeah. come up with a vaccine. Why don't they yeah. do that? Why fetal cell? Why these fetal cell lines? Yeah, and and I specifically asked uh, Dr. Matt Harrison. He's he's uh, a friend of the ministry and the the doctor who actually pioneered the abortion pill reversal pr- procedure and protocol. So I I asked him that question since we know that there are people willing to offer miscarried babies organ cells for research. Why are aborted baby cell lines used at all? Why why not switch over to what we know is morally ethical? It, it's, yeah. it's okay from a pro-life st- or Christian standpoint. And he said the lines were established many years ago and have remained viable, so I don't think they've bothered to develop more with miscarried babies. Also, I'm unsure about newer lines of cells, because in medical terms, an abortion is is either spontaneous miscarriage or induced, which is termination through the, the abortion, as we call it abortion. So for all I know, newer lines may have used miscarried fetuses, but I doubt it because of the controlled situation offered in induced abortions. So basically, they've got these lines. They're still viable. And, and so go ahead and use them. They, they've, they've done what they were supposed to do over all these decades. So they're continuing to use them. Yeah. 
Um, and then I, I thanked him and said, it just seems if there was a greater push for completely ethical vaccines, that would be an option, that you would just get rid of these aborted fetal cell lines that are a, that are a controversy yeah. and questionable. And he agreed with me. He, he said, yes. Yeah. So, so in other words, that's going back to the, ori- the original point of view, which is unless you oppose the morally questionable vaccines, is there ever going to be a push for morally ethical vaccines? And maybe not. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's a, the article talked about something called the principle of double effect. And that's if a contemplated action has both good and bad effects, then it's permissible only if it is not wrong in itself and it does not require that one directly intend the bad result. So what what that means is by producing the vaccine using the available cell lines derived from the aborted baby decades ago, the researcher did not intend the abortion nor have any direct responsibility for the abortion but a significant good came from that original evil. And and the, the principle of double effect says that even though that evil, there was evil, but there yeah. was good that came of it. And so you can ethically avail yourself of the good. That's basically what that's saying. Okay. So they also make several summary points on vaccines. Vaccines do more good than harm. According, and this is, by the way, a scientific organization. They yeah. do research. They have they have good studies. And, and from and what good I can research. tell, just looking on their website, it's creation dot com or dot creation dot com. Okay, is just the looking website. on their website. Every time I look at any kind of you know, Christianese sort of website, I'm always looking at their statement of faith. It looks solid to me. Yeah, it looks to be a solid Christian resource. And uh, and, and they're scientific, yeah. And they're serious yeah. about the Bible. They're serious right. about the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, and maybe you guys know differently than I do. Maybe you've dug in a little deeper into this organization. There's some some questions that you guys have. I didn't have any real questions about yeah their you know seriousness about the Bible and and yeah. want to honor God. Yeah. Um. So these are people that dug with a biblical dug into this information with a biblical worldview. So we have and they to, do and know what they're talking about. We have to put some about. weight on that. They yeah. they are sci- scientists that they've you know and and research that the, that they have uh, carefully gone through. So there there's summary points on the vaccines that the vaccines do more good than harm, that they do counteract the effects of diseases we encounter as a result of the fall, that vaccines. I thought this was an interesting point. They train our immune system to be what God designed it to be. Yeah. So because of the fall, our immune systems are not fighting the way that they should. And and the vaccines just kind of give a boost to our immune system to do what, what God wants it to do. They claim that any toxic elements in the vaccines are either many times lower than a toxic dose or occur naturally in the body in greater amounts than in vaccines. We're not here to argue that. That's just what the creation.com says. Yeah. And we can still trust God and use the medical advances of people God has ble- been or God has blessed to produce those medical advances. I think that's a really important point. Yeah, that's a massively important point yeah. because there's a mentality out there that you know we should just trust God. We should just uh, you know go about and not even be concerned with whatever other medical things could be going on. Um, I don't think that's a biblical mentality. You do hear that a lot about COVID. Just trust God. And and what's even worse, 
if you don't trust God, if you're going to like um, wear a mask, you must not be trusting God. Or if if you um, if you if you're thinking social distancing is is not a good idea, it's because you don't trust God. And while social distancing or masks, I'm not here to argue either of those. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the idea that if you do in any way a precaution or a medical suggestion that somehow you're no longer trusting God, I find that somewhat offensive. Yeah, plus it's kind of kind of dumb to to be honest <laughs> with you. I mean, you fall down, you break your arm. I mean, just imagine that. You're you're walking, right. you stumble and trip on the curb. Yeah. You break your arm and I come up to you and say, "You're not going to the hospital, are you?" <laughs> You should right. just trust God. What are <laughs> you going to say to me? Yeah, he'll heal you. If he doesn't, it's his will for you to have a, a a terribly crooked arm or something like that. That's that's ridiculous. Same people that would say that would would use a band aid, right? Would pop a Tylenol when they get a headache, right? I'm not I'm not right. faulting them for that, right? God has given us just practical means to take care of things, and if vaccines are one of those things, and I think in in some measure they are, they're a practical means. God has given this wisdom to men to be able to impart to other people to use this for good, um, to just say we should trust God and not use vaccines is to to break your arm and just say you should trust God and not go get a cast. <laughs> right, exactly, you know? exactly. So um, so don't use that line on people because it, it can really be not good. Okay, so use morally acceptable vaccines if available. Creation.com does agree that if there are morally acceptable vaccines that don't have these questionable fetal cell lines in them, then use them. Use the morally acceptable ones. But if not, vaccines derived from the evil of abortion of two babies 40 years ago, they believe are still morally permissible for Christians. And so if if that's kind of your bent, I think it's a good idea to read through what they said, because they do, I think, really support what why they came to that conclusion. Yeah, I, I want to mention something, though, because it's mentioned here, and we've already touched on it. Mm-hmm. So I don't want people to misunderstand that we're saying these babies were killed back in the 60s, and therefore it makes it not a big deal. Or that there was only two. Or that there was only two, right, and, right. and somehow that makes it... No, two precious babies that yeah. were killed you know, 40-plus years ago or whatever, yeah. that's still two babies that were killed. Like, time yeah. doesn't make them less valuable. So no one's right. saying that. Right. But the fact that they're still using these aborted fetal cell lines 40 years from from the point when they were initially harvested. I hate to use that term, yeah, talking about human yeah, beings. But yeah. um, it at least lets me know that there's not some conspiracy just, again, to kill babies and put their bodies in vaccines, put their cells into vaccines, because they're still using these cells. And I think one of the points and one of the reasons why from your conversation with Dr. Matt, even in this article and other things that I've read, the reason why is because of stability. Like they yeah. have kind of a, a baseline with these fetal yeah. cells. And yeah. so they're sticking with them because it, it takes care of an unknowns. Whereas if they right. introduce brand new fetal cells, right. there's some more unknowns. These fetal cells have stood the test of time, so to speak. Kind of. Yeah. I think that, I think that is the point. So th- so the next big question is, are vaccines made with aborted fetal cells? We've already made the point, not with the cells themselves, but yes, they are. There are many vaccines that are produced through these aborted fetal fetal cell lines. Yeah. 
And so I wanted to go over those okay. um, briefly. We won't take a lot of time with that, but just so that you know, because so there are some, these are common diseases, common vaccines. Yeah. Most children have gotten these vaccines. And I know, I sure didn't know that aborted fetal cell lines were being used in them. Yeah. And there are some morally acceptable alternatives in some of these. Okay. So the vaccines, the following diseases that um, use vaccines or are, are fought with vaccines produced in a morally acceptable way, that means not using the aborted fetal cell lines, diphtheria, tetanus, pertussis, which is whooping cough, hemophilus influenza type B, HIB, I've seen not that HIV, but HIB. HIB, okay. blah, blah, blah. Um, hepatitis B and influenza. All of those vaccines, morally acceptable. You don't have to worry. Okay. Um, so they you, don't use aborted they do fetal not cell use lines. Aborted fetal cell okay. lines. Now, the following list of diseases do have vaccines, are, are, um, are fought with vaccines that have been produced using aborted fetal cell lines. Okay. Some of them I've never heard of. Adenovirus type 4 and type 7. Uh, it is produced. The vaccine for that is produced using aborted fetal cell lines, and there is no morally acceptable alternative. Okay. Chickenpox, no morally acceptable alternative. They do use fetal cell lines, and everyone's vaccinated. Unless you're an anti-vaxxer, everyone is vaccinated for chickenpox, yeah. pretty much. Well, that's one that we, as a family, did not yeah. uh, give our children. I was like, because I had the chickenpox, right? When I, did I was too. a kid, and it was itchy and it was not yeah. fun. Yeah, but it's not going to kill you, right? And I mean, I guess maybe there are people that have died from the chickenpox. Yeah. I'm I guess. sure there are. Um, from people what I've have heard, died from cat scratch fever, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, people have died from. Uh, eating Tide pods. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, people die from all kinds of things. Right. Uh, but it's not very common. And yeah. so I'm like, why even vaccinate your kids with a chicken pox vaccine? I mean, yeah, and this might give you even a, maybe you didn't even know when you well, made I that decision. The reason why we didn't do that is because of this very thing. You did thing. know about yeah, this. Because it's, okay. yeah. it's like, well, the benefit is going to be what? They don't get the chicken pox. Right. But potentially I'm doing something or at least compromising in some way that there's really no benefit there at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. We, we didn't do that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hepatitis A is produced using aborted fetal cells lines and there is no acceptable alternative. Hepatitis AB, which is, I guess, a combination um, disease, um, that also, that has two choices. You, there is a vaccine that does use the aborted fetal cell lines, but there's they do have an, do have an alternative for that one. Always wise to ask your doctor if this is of concern to you, which it is to me. And I always do ask my doctor, does this vaccine use aborted fetal cell lines? Measles, mumps, and rubella does. Um, it it contains the combination is does use aborted fetal cell lines. Each one of those diseases separately, you can get a vaccination that maybe has an, a morally acceptable alternative, but it's not sold that way in the United States. You have to get them as a combination. And there is no, um, there is no morally acceptable alternative in the U.S. Okay. Polio. Um, there is the, the one that used aborted fetal cell lines has been discontinued. That vaccine. So now the vaccine 
for polio does have a morally acceptable alternative. Okay. Um, rabies, no alternative. It uses aborted fetal cell line. And rabies, uh, you can die from yeah. if you get rabies. So that'd okay. be a tough one. That That's yeah. a situation where are you willing to die or are you going to know that you're using aborted fetal yeah. cell lines? Yeah. So we have, and we're going to post this article right. on the Sidewalks for Life website. And yeah. Maybe it'll be posted other places. Yeah. You know, kind of give you guys this rundown that we're going, right. we're going through. Right. Let's jump real quick okay. to, I guess, the, the most... Uh, timely list here is the COVID vaccines. Yeah. The, the COVID vaccines actually I heard Started on today. the radio actually yeah, are being distributed today. They're being today. distributed today. Yep. So yep. what so, are the COVID vaccines that, yeah. are, that are being distributed or they're like right. right on the edge of being distributed and do those right. use aborted fetal cell There are three leading vaccines currently in the contest and they are Moderna, um, Pfizer and BioNTech is the second one, and that's the one that is rolling out already. Okay. So and that's the BioNTech and AstraZeneca? No. Is that? Pfizer, P-F-I-Z-E-R, and BioNTech, they're, they're a combined company. Okay. That's one vaccine, Pfizer okay. and BioNTech. Okay, gotcha. They're the ones that are rolling out today. And, um, and then Moderna is coming out soon. AstraZeneca is the third one. So AstraZeneca does use aborted fetal cell lines in its production. Okay. The other two do not, not in their production, but they do use aborted fetal cell lines in testing. When they tested these vaccines, they did do it on aborted fetal cell lines. So none of the top contenders are untainted yeah. from the abortion fetal cell lines. Okay. Do with that what you will. Yeah. If you get this vaccine, and again, we're talking about no other aspect of the COVID vaccines, other than all three of the top leading ones have used aborted fetal cell lines, either in production or in testing. Were I to make a moral choice, I would definitely prefer the vaccine that had not been using those fetal cell lines in its pro- in its production. It did use it in testing, but not its production. And that is yeah. the current one out there that is rolling out today. It it in the production of the that vaccine, they did not use aborted fetal cell lines. Yeah. Okay. So there you have it, folks. Uh, and our, I guess our final thoughts maybe should be about the spiritual dimension of of all of this. We've kind of woven that in a little bit, but, um, you know, I I was thinking, and I've heard all of this as people have been discussing the pandemic and the vaccines. Is is the pandemic the result of spiritual warfare? Is it a tool of Satan to fill humanity with confusion and fear? Is it punishment from God? For the moral decay in so many critical areas where we have gone so far from the biblical standard of holiness and righteousness, does it have none of that? Is there no spiritual dimension to the disease or the vaccine? Was it purposely released as part of some genocidal or world domination conspiracy? God knows the answer to all of those, but but I know you, you have a perspective. 
on, yeah, I'm, on this I'm, from I'm, a spiritual point so of view. So from a from a spiritual point of view, as a Since great you're our spiritual spiritual, spiritual right, man uh, that I giant, am, sitting um, at the table. I think there's a couple of things to consider okay. as far as just talking about the COVID uh, disease itself. Right? Is it a judgment from the Lord? Is that at least possible? Yeah. Certainly, at least it's possible. Yeah, um, and there's biblical precedent. Yeah, absolutely. That, right? I mean. God certainly can and does. We see all through the Bible, not just in the Old Testament, but read the book of the Revelation. God does release judgments on people. And so is it possible that because we have murdered over 60 million of our own children in the womb and done other vile things that are an abomination in the sight of God as a nation, that Mm -hmm. God has sent COVID as a judgment? That's possible. Yeah, Uh, I think it's certainly something we should consider. We should be seeking the Lord's wisdom for and the fact that it's this, worldwide, you know? and look at what's happening to our world in terms yeah. of, of rebellion against yeah. God. So it's certainly, certainly a possibility. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm some prophet that knows that God mm-hmm. sent this as a judgment. People that are saying that God sent, him, sent this as a, as a judgment, or I think somebody calls them prophets of the, of the 13th hour, right? Mm-hmm. People who mm-hmm. prophesy after the fact. Like, yeah. I knew God was going to send this. I just didn't yeah. tell anybody. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, but it is possible that God sent yeah. this as a judgment. Yeah. We see that as a biblical precedent. It's possible possible that the devil is involved. I think there's. Mm-hmm. it's not just possible. It's absolutely true. And certainly, right. the Lord can use the, the devil to uh, bring about his purposes, although I don't think the devil and uh, God work together in tandem. Certainly God is much wiser than the devil and can use the devil anyway. That's kind of a rabbit trail. The point is, the devil certainly in this COVID thing, you see all of the fear, all of the confusion, all yeah. of the selfishness, yeah. even that's involved. It's like, man, the devil's certainly involved in this in some measure. And then it could just be a natural phenomenon, right? That's, yeah. a, that's a possibility. Yeah. Either way, we have to view things from a biblical perspective that the Lord is in charge. God is in control. Yeah. Um, does that mean he's controlling every time someone gets sickness from this COVID disease and dies? I, I don't, God's not putting COVID diseases in people, but there is this principle of sin that's at work in the world because of the fall. Right. And it's one of the reasons why we're talking about this podcast. Are there mm-hmm. things, are there means that God has given us practically as human beings to kind of at least hold off some of the results of the fall? I mean, we do yeah. other medical interventions to push back diseases and things that are a result of the fall is a vaccine now um, taking a vaccine. Is that something that, that is also could be used to that end? Um, so there, there's just some of the thoughts that I have yeah. as far as looking at it from a spiritual, yeah, spiritual perspective. One of, the, one of the thoughts that I had, I'd love to hear your, your, uh, your thoughts about this is, is that we, we certainly can't control the fact that COVID is out there. We can control our response. There has been so much disunity and hate over different people's responses, both to COVID, to the vaccine, to the measures, the politics behind it so much. And that, to me, is heartbreaking that are we behaving the way God would have us behave in response to this horror yeah. that is that is up, upon us. Maybe it's not a horror. A lot of people say it's not, that it's overinflated. Whatever. Yeah. But to hate others based on how they respond or to belittle others based on what they choose to do with the information, um, I think that that grieves the heart of God. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So I think that that's kind of, that's one of the things that I thought about a lot as I was going through this research. I was thinking a good case could be made for taking these vaccines and feeling that is morally acceptable. And a good case could be made for refusing to. Yeah. But I don't think that our standing before God should be questioned in either case. Yeah, yeah, and that's a that's a really good point. And Paul addresses this in the book of Romans. He talks about us considering the weaker brother. Yeah. And he talks about it in particular as it concerns eating meat or not eating meat, eating meat that's sacrificed to idols or not eating meat because it could be sacrificed to idols. And mm-hmm. we should consider our weaker brother. And it kind of goes yeah. both ways. We need to consider um, that other believers might not hold the same convictions we do. As long as those convictions can be sustained from Scripture, right? you know, we're not talking about people who want to go out and just intentionally murder children. Yeah. To create vaccines. Those people aren't Christians. Yeah. But we are talking about a scenario in which there have been some babies that have been aborted mm-hmm. whose fetal cells have been used to produce vaccines. And some mm-hmm. Christians are thinking, well, that was a horrible act. They're not, we're not trying to justify that act. But there is a redemptive thing that could come out of this. And therefore, I'm okay with taking a vaccine. I'm okay yeah. with giving my children vaccines and that sort of thing. Yeah. Again, not getting into the, the other issues, right. just talking about it from a moral perspective. Right. We need to consider each other, and we need to be understanding and seek unity in as much as we can. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, guys, we appreciate you um, tuning in to this podcast. Again, we'd appreciate you guys would share this podcast. Reach out to us. Maybe you have a suggestion of... Um, something maybe we didn't cover in this podcast. Yeah. Maybe something that we kind of didn't see as we're talking about vaccines, or maybe there's a complete other subject that you want us to try to cover. We'd certainly love to cover that. Uh, so you can reach out to us, Daniel at lovelife.org or Vicki at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you. But until next time, God bless. Nothing's too precious since I met you